Hello and welcome to the Should I Go See It podcast. I'm your host, Bill George. With me as always, AJ or Becky. How are you, AJ? Hey, I'm doing good, Bill. How are you? I'm doing well. Today we're talking about The Strangers. I really Pray. like that intro music. That was great, right? Yeah. Uh, we're talking about The Strangers, Pray at Night, directed by uh, Joanne Roberts, uh, starring Christina Hendricks. Do you have a uh, synopsis ready to go for that, AJ? Yeah. Family of four staying at a secluded mobile home park for the night are stalked and then haunted or hunted, I guess both, by three masked psychopaths. Ooh. Bill, yep. how bad was this film? Wasn't good, AJ. <laughs> Wasn't good. Um, it is a sequel to the uh, Liv Tyler original uh, film, The Strangers. I don't know if you yep. saw that one. It was okay. It was okay. I liked I liked that original. It was a pretty straightforward home invasion movie, but it was really well executed and, and much scarier than this sequel. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, uh, like you said, is in a trailer park instead. So instead of a, a one home scenario, there's kind of a multiple homes and running between homes and just trailer park mm. vibe. Uh, but it wasn't great. I mean, there was like one good jump scare, but that was... Otherwise, it was just very bland. It's got a problem with with horror movies. Yeah, very formulaic. Yes, like this one's stuck with like the typical twenty minutes of setup, introduce you to the family. They all have issues, uh, and then they start to get picked off one by one. Uh, it also is one of those movies where it says based on a true story at the beginning, which is horseshit. It's just uh, it's you can you can say that because the First Amendment, but like it's not based on a true story at all. The writer like came up with the idea. Of because he imagined what would happen based on some news story or something that didn't actually happen. How could he, how do you do that? I, that's say, I want to be fucking Captain Crunch. So call me Captain Crunch. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty boring. Like there's one or two interesting set pieces, so to speak, like a couple sequences that were like kind of well put together. Uh, but that's it. And I feel like almost every horror movie I see has like one or two sequences where I'm like, Oh, that was a smart idea. But sure. For an hour and a half long movie to have like one moment that's pretty good is not enough. I almost want every horror writer, I want them all to get together and combine all of these one or two good ideas well, and make one actually. Here's the thing: movie. is that's a good point. Is that I feel like the best horror movies I've seen recently are not from writers that do horror movies. Mm-hmm. Like Joss Whedon wrote uh, Cabin in the Woods, yep. which I thought was a fantastic horror movie. My other favorite horror movie, and it's not really a horror movie; it's more of like a thriller movie. In the last. I don't know, 10 or so years, was the uh, Guillermo del Toro movie, Crimson Peak. Uh-huh. I thought that was a solid thriller. Yep. It wasn't really a horror movie, but it was good. Yeah, yeah. But they all follow the same stupid pattern. Yeah, another part of that pattern that's like starting to, to wear on me is trying to set up this like juxtaposition of something horrifying happening on screen, but then having like eighties pop music as we heard well, in the intro or yeah, something. Get, so does it take place in the eighties? No, Nope. It's modern. So they just, it's like, they just want like the, 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 the math psychopaths as they were described in the uh, intro, there are, uh, they're driving around against trailer parks. So like there's some, there's some vehicular activity in the film. Uh, and in the car, the radio that they station they play is like always 80s hits so like this truck is like bearing down on someone and you're like oh my god they're gonna get him and then whatever don't you forget about me (laughs) right it's like it's it's so i don't know to me it's stupid like i don't know if that actually works for some people where like that's a neat idea but it's i'm 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 always a big fan of that like i i'm a huge scorsese fan and he does that all the time like he'll not 
it, and it's not that dramatic, but like every time I hear like the outscore, like the outro of Layla come on, right? It, there's something like like someone's doing a line of coke, you're like <laughs> punching somebody in the balls, you know? It's like something that's like very cinematic or very like raw, I guess, is happening on screen, and there's something so like light and airy happening on the yeah, audio, which I feel is, is good, but like. If it happened once, I'd be like, all right, that's right. That's right. pretty cool. That's the, yeah, that's but the you're key. saying it happens like it's like three or four times throughout the movie and it just pass. it just wears. Yeah. So uh, the other thing that bothered me about this one, I think if you have a, a good horror movie, you usually have a good sense of the geography and the layout of where you are and where the action's happening. So like mm-hmm. if it does a good if the movie does a good job, the director does a good job you know where a character is running or like when they turn a corner, what, where they're going to be. Like you just get a sense of your locale mm. um, when it's really a well done movie. And yeah. in this case, it's, they have more space to work with cause it's a trailer park, but it still seems like you've no idea where they are, where they are in relation to another, the characters separate and you don't know how far away they are from each other. You don't know where the bad guys are. But you are. feel like, that's it's like just a bad like thing in a horror movie. Like I thought, I think that would be cool to be like somewhat disorientated by your surroundings and not knowing what's going on. No, uh, to a degree. I, I think the characters need to feel that way, but yeah, as a viewer, it was it became more bothersome because I'm because they're running and I'm like I don't know where they're running to. I don't know how far away they are. Are they almost like are they close to the exit? Like I don't know. Idea. Sure. You know, like the, there's no tension there because you're just like more confused than you are engrossed in it. That reminds me of um, do you remember in True Detective season one where they mm-hmm. do that one take through mm-hmm. like the yep. bricks yep. and it's like you are so like you almost want to puke, but. <laughs> If you ran to the bathroom and threw up, you'd miss what else was going on because it's so engaging. And that's a good example of being able to like take that scenery and that environment yep. and not only make it disorientated, but also be able for you to follow it too at the same time. Yep. So I guess that's a good example of, for whoever directed this movie to do it better. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Uh, yeah. So there's a couple other movies I'd suggest instead. Uh Oh, I mentioned the original Strangers, which I, I, think is, I think is better for yep. sure. Um, Don't Breathe is a movie that came out last year that we've discussed a couple times. Oh, shit. The the Blind Dude. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's, that was that's that a, was crazy. Yeah. That's a good one. And that's another one where you're in the house and like you f- you feel like you get to know the house based on like how much time they spend there. Yep. Um, you also mentioned, I thought you were going to bring this up when you talked about horror movies made by non-horror movie people. Sure. Uh, but Get Out. Oh yeah, okay. Um, is also like thriller. Yeah, and that's also like a non-traditional uh, horror writer. Yeah, in terms of Jordan Peele, I've never done something like that. Before. I'm not a huge horror movie fan. Like I actually despise horror movies, not because like I'm not afraid of gore and blood. I just it just cheap scares, and yeah. I just don't. I'm not a fan. It's not and much that's value. Why when someone was like, hey, like if you really don't like horror movies but want a great movie, Cabin in the Woods. It's just right. one of those movies for people like me that was so engaging and so fun mm-hmm. and had that horror aspect that I recommend it to anyone who, you know, doesn't like slasher films or doesn't yeah, like yeah. horror films because it's, it's really good. Yeah. And there's one other one I'll throw out there. It's called Hush. Uh, the graphic on, novel. No, not the Batman graphic novel, <laughs> which is fantastic. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's a pretty standard home invasion movie, but the, the, the twist or the thing that makes it interesting is the protagonist uh, is a deaf woman. So she's in the house by herself being invaded, but she has no uh, hearing. What? So it adds like an, uh, an extra element to it. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty good. It's not the greatest thing in the world, but like it's for what it, uh, for what it is, it's actually really well done for like a solid Dude, Netflix you, watch. You should watch, we should watch the, the, the 
the deaf lady one and then followed by the blind guy one. Oh, that's true. Have- oh, and then and then followed by and then and then <laughs> followed by the John the new John Krasinski movie. A Quiet Place? A Quiet Place. Where they can't talk? Yeah. And then be like speak no evil, see no evil, hear no evil. <laughs> that's that's a good point. Yeah. That, that would make for an interesting triple feature. Uh, and shout out to a friend of the podcast, uh, Derwin, told me about uh, how she turned me on to that movie on Netflix. Thanks, DT. Appreciate it. All right. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Should I Go See It podcast. Please make sure to follow on Instagram at Should I Go See It. 